To share your weakness is to make yourself vulnerable. To make yourself vulnerable is to show your strength. Chris Jamie. Bending, not breaking. A mini episode. Welcome to our first patron-reserved mini-episode where either Sunshine or myself will take on moments from the show, or, as I will do today, from the comics. Who knows, maybe one day Sunshine and I will do a mini-episode together. But for now, uh, it's exciting because guess what? We get to dive into the comics, and so uh, our plan is to take on the comics and the Kyoshi novels in depth after we get through Korra. If, that is, we can continue to garner support from patrons and continue to make this work. Uh, But for these mini-episodes, we're going to use the mini-comics from The Lost Adventures, which were published uh, as a compilation in 2011. And that compilation came from several mini-comics that came from Nickelodeon uh, over the years previous to that. So if you haven't read them, uh, we are warning you now that there will indeed be spoilers for the comics that we are discussing. And today's episode is focused on the comic Be Calm. B spelled B-E-E. And here is a short summary. So Aang and the gang are wandering through a forest in the Earth Kingdom, and Sokka warns them that the Fire Nation soldiers could be anywhere, so they should be careful. And Momo is eating honey from a hive in a tree. Then a scorpion bee lands on Aang's nose. And Sokka warns Aang of the danger, and they're all like, oh my god, you know, they're not friendly. Although Aang assures Sokka that the scorpion bees will not hurt him so long as he doesn't bother them, Sokka and Katara become anxious uh, when the entire swarm begins to attach itself to Aang's entire body. Uh, Upon seeing Aang, Momo freaks out and frightens the scorpion bees, and they stir, which, of course, triggers Aang to blast air from his body to get rid of the bees and attempt to escape. And so Aang on his air scooter runs from the bees towards some smoke uh, under the impression that it will make his pursuers tired, the bees, uh, because Sokka said so. And although the bees are now not pursuing him, uh, you know, because of the smoke, he instead runs from the frying pan into the freezer, uh, which is a Fire Nation soldier who whose fire created that smoke. And the soldier threatens Aang, but Aang manages to run away when the scorpion bee that had clung to his shirt flies to the soldier's nose instead. And so that soldier cowers in fear uh, from the scorpion bee, and Aang uh, advises him uh, somewhat hilariously that so long as he does not bother the bee, it will not hurt him. So, woo, okay, lots to talk about. Uh, and And I read this several times thinking about what to tackle with you all in this episode. And I arrived uh, at a few things. One is the concept that things that we do and say, despite our best intentions, are often stimuli for negative reactions. Uh, I myself even have the philosophy that in, in general, if you leave something alone in nature, it will leave you alone or sometimes even run in fear if it sees you. Uh, That being said, bees are interesting. Uh, When you leave them alone, sometimes they still sting you. Or, 
I wonder, are we just unaware of how we have disturbed them? It feels like the bee sting is a retaliation in some way to a stimulus that we may not be aware that we provided. So, like, let's think about it. Why did the scorpion bee go to Aang in the first place? Like, what was it the color of his clothing? Did he offer a particularly enjoyable fragrance? Was his air blast taken as an act of war when it really was a means of self-defense? Well, mm, I wonder about that. Um, I feel like the he only blasted the bees off because Momo was scared. Anyway, uh, did, did you notice that when you first read this, did you notice that Momo was eating honey from a hive in the first panel? Uh, when I first read it, I didn't notice this. I wasn't paying attention that well. Uh, and th the unknown stimuli didn't even come from Aang. I wonder if it was Momo's eating the honey that caused this. Like, who knows where it came from? Uh, and I think often we provide stimuli for reactions that we aren't aware of due to our blind spots. We do it due to our lack of knowledge, due to our lack of communication. But sometimes, y'all, the triggers for bad things don't even come from us. It comes from the people and things outside of our awareness, aka Momo. And we still bear the burden of grappling with those consequences. So with that, let's say that it, it was Aang who offered an unknown stimulus because... Uh, he triggered these bees somehow. So how do we how do we remedy that? How do we identify how we're offering these stimuli? So I, I learned in class recently uh, about the concept of cultural humility, which uh, when it was broken down to me, I was like, oh, we already talked about that. Um, it, it was broken down into three pieces that I found particularly helpful to uh, conceptualize it. The first point of cultural humility is this idea that uh, asks us to nurture a commitment to self-evaluation and self-improvement. And man, if that's not what we talk about on the podcast, I don't know what is. Like this idea of cultivating more awareness of ourselves, of our blind spots, uh, getting feedback from people so that we can continue to grow and become self-aware and improve ourselves is an important piece of cultural humility. It's not that, oh, we've arrived, we're the experts now. It's nurturing a commitment to self-evaluation and self-improvement. And I find that just incredibly compelling. And then this, the second piece of cultural humility, which I don't know that it applies to, to this uh, mini-episode, but the second point is to redress power imbalances. And an example of that is like, student and teacher who is the student and who is the teacher or rather can they be both student and teacher uh how do we redress that power imbalance from our conceptual idea of the teacher has more power than the student or that the teacher knows more or that the teacher is the expert when sometimes a student's lived experience is just as important especially in areas about like I mean, teacher and student in math, like the student may not know much about math, but what if they heard something or read something that the teacher wasn't aware of and they come up with something? So it's just, how do we redress the power imbalance um, so that it's more equitable, right? So, and teachers and students aren't the only one, but patients and doctors or parents and children, etc. cetera. Uh, how do we redress those power imbalances? And then the third point is, 
we need to be asking the question about whether our organizations, our churches, our whatever culture we are inhabiting, are the people in that culture committed to the first point, which is to nurture a commitment to self-evaluation and self-improvement. So that's an interesting concept. Like, how are we making sure and how are we driving cultural focus on the need to nurture a commitment to self-improvement and self-evaluation? And I, I think that those are really important because we need to be asking that question in order to create cultures that create cultural humility. And so uh, I just, I, I found it really fascinating when I was in the lecture, I was like, oh, wow, like this is directly related to our podcast. We talk about this all the time. Like, wow, we must be doing something right, <laughs> which I, I just thought that was, that was neat. Uh, so another point that came up as I was thinking about this, this, really cool two-page comic was that it, relating to that kind of opening quote from Chris Jammy, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that, that right. I really hope I am. But uh, Aang showed his strength in his ability to be vulnerable to these scorpion bees. And what I mean by that, like, when, when you are vulnerable, like, li- he was literally letting this bee land on him. In fact, a whole swarm. And when you're vulnerable you can endure things that would otherwise cause great harm. For instance, swatting at bees and provoking them is not going to solve the problem, it's going to make the problem worse. And I thought it was just a really apt metaphor for the strength that lies in being vulnerable. When we can let ourselves be open to the possibility of being hurt, we can bypass the hurt by remaining calm and just letting it it pass. Uh, That doesn't necessarily happen in this case, but the, the concept is there. Um, so yeah, yeehaw. So anyway, y'all, I'm just really excited to dive into these comics with you. They're so rich and full of things to explore. And and sometimes they're just fun. So most of all, I really just want to thank you for believing in us, supporting us as we continue to make this podcast a reality. We started this project Uh, not knowing how it would go. We wanted to keep doing it, and we're glad that we can, and the realities of life make it difficult sometimes. So your support really makes it possible, and I'm just, I'm truly grateful for the chance to, to do this with you. So this has been Not Breaking. I'm Ben Pruitt, and thank you so much for listening to this mini episode.